It is Monday the 6th of February. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. My name is Luke Kamala. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. How's it going Shane? I'm good mate. Uh, guess what? I am now a YouTuber. <laughs> really? Yeah, mate, for the first time at age 49. No, so we uh, Lunch with Lee was actually recorded uh, last week and we used video for the first time. It's out today uh, with NRL <laughs> star Nathan Wood uh, and former teammate and Australian weirdkeeper Phil Emery. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, but we're on YouTube, mate, so it looks really good. It's, uh, it's a little bit different doing a podcast when you've got a big video recorder right in your face, but I think we'll get used to it. <laughs> How exciting, mate. Can't wait to see you on my uh, TikTok feed, pocket, <laughs> you know, makeup, moisturizers. You're going to be an influencer in no time, Shane. Yeah, I need to learn a few dance moves first, I think. <laughs> I can't wait, brother. Today on the show, we'll hear news from the world of cricket, soccer, NRL, and heaps more. Stick around. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com. In the world of cricket, we saw the final of the BBL. Obviously, the Perth Scorchers getting the win over there. And uh, just 19 years old, local boy Cooper Connolly uh, was the guy who sort of really helped them drag themselves over the line. They came in when they needed 39 from 19 deliveries in front of 54,000 people. And uh, he got it done. What do you think of this guy, Cooper Connolly? He looks good at... uh, at uh, only 19 years of age, he came in in front of 54,000 people, local crowd there in Perth. He's only playing, I think, his third or fourth game, uh, and smoked two sixes to, to get 25 not out of 11 balls and get the Perth Scorchers home. I did say the Perth Scorchers would win. I didn't think the game would be this close. I thought the Heat did well to score nine for 175, which is a, a sort of good title, not a great title, but a good, a very defendable title. Mm-hmm. Um and Ashton Turner, who's been very consistent for the Scorchers all year, he scored 53 off 32. But once he was run out, uh, things looked pretty tough there for a while for the Scorchers. But in the end, as you said, Cooper Connolly um, and Nick Hobson, who also got 18 out of seven balls, got the Scorchers home. And uh, I think they're still partying down, probably down the Leadville Hotel, I reckon, in Perth. <laughs> yeah, very impressive from the Scorchers. Um, I think we said on Friday that it looked inevitable all season that they were probably going to be yep. the winners. And yeah, Heat made it look uh, a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. And just super impressive stuff from Coop Connolly. I remember watching him uh, captain the Australian under-19s um, in the uh, ODI World Cup. This was just over KO maybe a few months ago. And I'd never seen him, never heard of him before. And then to see him make the transition from that into a great uh, BBL season, I think he's got a big future little Cooper. Yeah, well done, mate. Go on. Yeah, and on, uh, on the national level, Australia in a bit of injury uh, injury trouble as paceman Josh Hazelwood has suffered an Achilles injury and will make way for Scott Boland for the first test kicking off this Thursday in India. A bit of a tough time for Aussie Quicks with injury at the moment, isn't it, Shane? Yeah, Stark is out as well, mm. so we lose Hazelwood and Stark. Um, that leaves us with Cummins, and as you said, Boland will come in. It's quite funny, mate, that we decided not to go to India early um, and prepare wickets 
And this is pretty much only for our batsmen. Mm-hmm. We didn't ever talk about our bowlers. We thought that we'd be fine there. But as it turns out, we've been sort of practicing at North Sydney. Our bowlers have got a few injuries. So I dare say it'll be Cummins, Boland. Um, we're not even sure whether Cam Green's actually going to be able to bowl with that finger injury mm-hmm. in the first test. And that'll leave us with, I say, Lyon and Agar. They'll play two spinners. The other quick on out of the 17 that's on tour is the young West Australian called the wild thing, Lance Morris. Mm-hmm. Um, but I doubt they'll, they'll give him a baptism of fire and play him in the first test in Nagpur. Yeah, absolutely. It's a tough enough task, isn't it, facing down India in India. Mm. And now we've got a handful of injuries going against us as well. It's going to be, um, yeah, very uh, very tall order for the Aussies over there. Yeah, very much so, mate. But uh, look, we've got to win the toss and get plenty of runs on the board first before we even start talking about the bowls. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. The batsmen get done. On the women's side of things, Australian cricket great Rachel Haynes uh, has agreed to coach the Gujarat Giants in the inaugural season of Indians Women's Premier League. This is huge. Uh, we all know India love their cricket. Now the girls are getting their chance as well. Um, with the inaugural year, as you said, salary cap for each of the clubs is $2 million. Now, that's not even a patch on what the men get, mm-hmm. but it's still a lot for what girls have been paid in the past. Uh, but Rachel Haynes, she's a six-time World Cup winner and the first Australian to be appointed as a head coach. And she'll go over there with high expectations and, um, and very, very high standards. Um, for her team and look she'll do well she's a superstar yeah she's an absolute gun and like you say it's only a patch on uh, the budget going into the men's game but it's a step mm. in the right direction and Australia especially has so much uh, so much quality talent on the women's side of things so yeah it's good to see them get a stage of their own isn't it it is very much so mate very much so jumping over to soccer good news for the uh, uh, Matildas as defender Ellie Carpenter has returned from an ACL injury after about eight months off um, she came back for French side Lyon only played about 30 minutes, but looked pretty good, and it's good to get her back on the pitch nice and early. She's now got about six full months to try and get fit and get firing, ready to go for the uh, World Cup kicks off here in Australia, New Zealand in June. Yeah, she's a huge part um, of our, our back line in defence, um, Ellie. Um, and as you mentioned, she tore her ACL last May, so she's you know in a race against time to be fit for this World Cup. But, um, yeah, we really need her at the back. She really sets up that, that back defence line really well. Um, and she's really, really hard on the ball. So, hope, fingers crossed she'll be fit and uh, we a big boost for the Matildas. Yeah, absolutely. She's vital for us. I tend to think that mm. probably behind Sam Kerr, she's our second most important player when she's uh, yep. up and running. Super solid back uh, down there playing right back, but also provides that forward thrust. So, great to see Ellie back out there. And can't wait to see her um, sending in crosses Kerr's way come the, uh, come, come the Women's <laughs> yes. World Cup. Bit, a bit less exciting, a bit less good news on the men's side of things with uh, Socceroo Harry Sutar struggling a bit of a tough debut in the EPL as he netted a pretty unlucky own goal. You see this one, Shane? I did, mate. How's your luck Poor playing bloke. your first Premier League game? You've been transferred from Stoke to Leicester City. Yep. A, tw- a $26 million transfer, by the way, the largest ever by an Australian. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he hits, one comes off his leg and go- goes in the net, but the wrong net. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the coach said he was very, very pleased with the way he sort of um, uh, behaved and, and continued to play after that. They end up getting a win 4-2. So I think they'll forgive Harry for that one. But yeah, you don't, don't want to be knocking him in your own net too Yeah, often. absolutely. I think outside of that, he looked pretty solid. And like you say, the Leicester coach, Brendan Rodgers, did uh, say that he was pretty impressed with Harry. And good to, mm. I mean, Leicester got a win. That's that's more than they've done most games this season. Yes. So I'm sure they'll be happy with the work he put in down there. Elsewhere in the EPL, Liverpool, they're, they're coming off the rails. Oh. It's getting more and more violent and rapid. Jeez. They went down 3-0 to 
to Wolverhampton. It's hard to even describe really the uh, how much of a cliff they've fallen off this season. After sort of about five or six of really going for it at the top, top level and now they just look like a mid to lower tier club. It's crazy yep. what's happening yep. over there. Uh, cellar dwellers Everton beat league leaders Arsenal in a oh. shock victory. Uh, they got up 1-0 in their first game under new coach Sean Dyche. Plus, just earlier this morning, a couple of hours ago, uh, Tottenham shocked Man City winning 1-0. Harry Kane scored the goal there to become the all-time top scorer for Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah, what a great story. That Everton bring in this coach just to keep him out of uh, being relegated. Mm-hmm. And Everton have never, ever been relegated in the history of the EPL. Um, Arsenal, the Gunners, having their one of their best years in a long time. And... Uh, yeah, they lose to cellar dwellers. It's uh, it's amazing. The EPL always it's such a great competition that even the games that are right down at the bottom always have interest due to promotion and relegation. Yeah, that would have been if you'd asked me to bet my house on one uh, game, one sporting event this weekend, it would have been Arsenal beating Everton, and I would have <laughs> yeah. been sleeping on the street tonight. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? EPL's just always got toss and turns for you. Stick around here on Afternoon Sport. We'll be back with NRL, boxing, and more. The new Elite Bet app has arrived. It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. Elite Bet is your one stop shop on race day with Hot Bet, where you can back the tips of proven winning punters. Build fast sports multis and play same game multis. The Elite Bet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, Elite Bet is 100% Australian owned. The only betting app you need this summer is Elite Bet. Gamble responsibly. In the world of NRL, what's happening over there, Shano, leading up to the season? Well, this is interesting. This is the curtain raiser, which is the indigenous game between the um, the Aboriginals and the Maoris. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, this is um, kicks off on Saturday at in Rotorua, Rotorua International Stadium. And it's been a real curtain raiser, as I mentioned, for the start of the season with all the good players playing. This year, for whatever reason, they're all pulling out. Really? Um, now, I don't know whether clubs have pulled rank, but you've got stars like Josh Adokar's pulled out, Sai's pulled out, Joseph Manu's pulled out, um, Stafford Toa, Jared Aria Hargraves, Nelson Sava Solomana, just to name a few. Um, these players from both sides, um, for whatever reason, are just not quite saying they're not quite fit. I think the clubs want them right for first round. Mm-hmm. Um which is a real issue for this game moving forward. I thought this game was really getting momentum. There's a real passion behind it um, with both their war cries um, sort of played out at the start of the match, uh, but not this year. It's going to be uh, sort of second graders taking the taking the park. Oh, that's such a shame, isn't it? such a shame. Mm. It's such a great idea, great way to kick off the season, great way to sort of uh, get eyes on those two specific groups of players. And yeah, like yep. I say, I tend to think it's probably the, uh, the clubs uh, pulling rank a bit, you reckon, to make sure they yep. don't get injured, make sure they're good to go for round one, which I mean is a little bit selfish, but it makes sense as well. And uh, mm. what about Cam Munster? He said uh, he came pretty, pretty close to signing for the Dolphins, eh? Is Cam Munster dumb as a box of hammers, this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Fair dinkum. Like, mate, what's the point of even saying that? Um, yes, we all know you were talking to the Dolphins and, and now you've signed with your club. 
Well, well done, but don't come out in front of your teammates before the start of the season and go, I was almost going to leave you. Yeah, yeah. I was almost gone, boys. <laughs> thank, thank God the chairman came and spoke to me. I was almost going to leave. I was almost Didn't really want to play with you, Blake. Dolphins yeah. seem pretty uh, good. You guys better be good this Cam- year. Better be good. Cameron, Cameron, shut your mouth, mate. You have two ears, two eyes and a mouth. I suggest you use them in that order, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a look at boxing where Aussie Liam Wilson is not happy at all with the officials after his title fight lost to Emmanuel Navarrete. Uh, he called the decision loss a robbery and a piss take and he's very very keen to get a rematch going as soon as possible uh i don't know if you saw this but it was some pretty shady officiating here the decision i think probably was maybe the right call but in the middle of uh of i don't have the round here but in the middle of the fight navarrete was knocked down and given what was meant to be a 10 second recovery period a whopping mm. 27 seconds after this slow count uh and the ref allowing him a lot of time to stand up very slowly it's a huge accusation obviously um, coming from Wilson but you know boxing does have a history in these sort of areas yeah it's not very consistent in that regard but uh, I always say in, in these matches and, and that I didn't realise he was knocked down for that long <laughs> uh, 27, 27 seconds but look he wants to have a, a fight against against Emmanuel Navarrete um, on home soil mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think you'll get that um, I think this guy will now probably sort of go off into the ether and uh, it's unfortunate but you get a chance if he, if he would have knocked him down from Again, we wouldn't be having this conversation, would we? No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty yeah. unlikely the Aussie, uh, the Aussie bloke. But like I say, I don't think he's too likely to uh, pick up a rematch here in Australia, unfortunately. No. Um, all sorts of politics happening in boxing. I think Emmanuel Neverett's going to be pushed onto bigger and better things. Let's head to the NBL where the Perth Wildcats are coming screaming into the NBL finals after sneaking a win over Sydney by just enough points to grab the sixth and final spot in the playoffs. It is a return to form, return to playoffs for them uh, after they missed out last year for the first time in 35 years. Big win for Perth. There is something in the water in Western Australia at the moment, yeah. and it's not even a mine. It's not even a mining boom happening. So, um, <laughs> no, well done to them. But uh, if you look at the top six, you got the the Sydney Sixers, New Zealand Breakers second, uh, Cairns Taipans, mm-hmm. Tassie. Jack Jumpers, Melbourne Phoenix, and as you said, the Perth Wildcats sneak in the sixth position for the playoffs. Yeah, it's good. And the Sixers are the, are the uh, favourites there as well. So massive for Perth yep. to get the win there. And I don't know if you've uh, been to a, been to an NBL game in Perth, but it's so popular. They're by far the most popular uh, mm. NBL team. Sells out every single week. Massive crowds. People love it. All around town, you see people getting around to, in the jumpers and stuff. So that'll be great. I'm sure the vibe will be very high over in the West. Uh, and in snowboarding, not a sport that gets too much of a run here on Afternoon Sport too often, but <laughs> we have to talk about it today because Aussie yes. youngster, superstar Valentino Guselli has made history after becoming the first man in the history of snowboarding to, in just a single season, medal in slope style, half pipe and big air. And I'm sure you know exactly what all those are specifically, right, Shane? I know what big air is, but I don't know <laughs> if it's the right one. Hey, listen, uh, he is... Uh, three other people have actually done this, but no one's done, as you said, in in the same season. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge effort. Um, now, I, I do understand what these different um, uh, events are, and they're very, very different. That's why it's extraordinary for someone to do it. They all take extraordinarily different skills. Uh, but well done. This kid's a, a, a superstar of the future. 
um, hopefully a potential gold medalist for uh, next Winter Games. Absolutely, absolutely. And he's only 17, I think, as well. So yep. he's got a huge yep. future ahead. Expect to hear that name more and more often. Valentin Gaselli. How do you go on the snowboard? Do you ever, you ever get out there, Shane? Oh, no, I'm not a snowboarder. I'm a purist, mate. I used to ski as a kid. Um, kept my knees together, uh, which is <laughs> it's good. Always good to do. And uh, it's always good to do. Um, but now that I get older, mate, I went skiing only two years ago and I'm just too scared to fall over because... I think at uh, my age now, you start to break things. and it's, 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 it's terrifying. Just get down the mountain once and go have some glue vine, I, I say. Yeah, if you can tick it off once, I think you've earned a few, uh, a few glasses yep. of whiskey. <laughs> That'll do us for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow and subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, Barclay, Pierce Capital. They're only a phone call away. And thank you, of course, to our producer, Dan McHugh. And thank you, Shane. We'll be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts? Like Lunch with Lee. Former cricketer Shane Lee talks to celebrities, sports people, musicians, politicians, and more about sports, music, and business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com. Sport.